0: Hello, my Facebook friends, and happy July. It is now July, well into July, actually, and so I hope you had a wonderful Independence Day weekend. We continue to be grateful to our great God for all of his blessings, including uh, this wonderful nation that we live in, um, and pray, continue to pray for our country and for others around the world, all created in the image of God, of course, and all needing to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, we pray that that can happen, and we pray for our leaders here and for those leaders around the country, around the world, uh, that they may lead with uh, justice and with fairness and with a desire uh, to honor God in all that they do. Uh, today we get to continue our study
1: of. Um, the armor of God, looking at Ephesians chapter 6 To others who will be watching live Or perhaps a little bit later on uh, Today or in the
0: days ahead uh, As we continue on through this study Today we come to the helmet Of salvation and uh, what a great uh, important part of a soldier's armor the helmet is Um, as we journey through Ephesians 6 and look at the spiritual armor that prepares the Christian for victory in our spiritual warfare today we come to the peace that protects the head and the brain Uh, the helmet of salvation is uh, a helmet of joy Perhaps you haven't thought about that as much, but it is the focus of this lesson and of the lesson on Thursday as well. Even today, very few things are more important and necessary than a helmet or a hard hat. Uh, Whether you're riding a motorcycle, working in law enforcement or construction, playing football (laughs) or other activities of life, you want your head to be protected. It is such a vital part of your body that it cannot withstand severe damage. And for your head and your brain to have severe damage, then um, it causes your life to be threatened. Joyce and I and our family have uh, especially appreciated this over the last year and almost a half now. Uh, As our youngest daughter or younger daughter, uh, younger of our two daughters, Amanda uh, in Arlington has had a very difficult struggle over the last, uh, uh, well, year and a half or so with a uh, condition uh, called Chiari malformation of the brain. And I won't get into much of that, but I can tell you that uh, it's caused the uh, fluid in her Uh, brain to uh, wander a bit and to go places that it's not supposed to go. And so a year ago, February, February of 2020, as many of you know, she had brain surgery and they tried to uh, help that. And over these past uh, weeks and
2: few months, she has noticed some more symptoms coming up. And so we ask for your prayer.
1: Isaac yesterday at that wonderful place called Bucky's (laughs) along with so many
0: others who were traveling and we were able to share lunch at a nearby restaurant too crowded in there and then walk around Bucky's some in Terrell meeting them halfway and it was a great joy to be able to see them and so as you know we consider this lesson it's something that kind of hits close to home to us because of um, of Amanda and uh, her whole uh, condition and
2: situation with that, so we appreciate your prayer.
1: The Holy Spirit connected the helmet of the Christian with the life and joy of knowing that we are forgiven.
0: It is the helmet of salvation. What could possibly bring us more joy than to know that we are saved from our sins? The great letter of First John that we've been discussing on Sunday afternoons has that wonderful scripture, First John 5:13. I'm writing these things to you so that you may know that you are saved. Not knowing in an arrogant way, not knowing uh, that we're saved because of our own good deeds and good life, but rather knowing that we are
2: saved through the blood of Jesus Christ that continually
1: of salvation. And so that's going to be our focus uh, today. The helmet of salvation
0: is that very simply stated in this passage, Ephesians six seventeen, the very beginning of the verse, Take the helmet of salvation. And that's what we're talking about this week. The Roman soldier's helmet was fashioned from bronze or iron. Two pieces protected the sides of the soldier's face. For the
1: sake of comfort, soldiers frequently lined their helmets with sponge or felt. Um, Ingenious. almost like uh, Joyce and I wore in our old band uniforms in the 70s when we were in the high school march and neck from his enemy's weapons and falling debris. In earlier times, the purpose of the plume
0: was to make soldiers appear taller and more imposing. Well, when I was a freshman in the South San Antonio High School band as a drummer, I was almost the smallest person in the band. I may have been the next shortest person because the shortest person was this Beautiful, cute little um, flute player by the name of Joyce Long. And I don't think she's still forgiven me for uh, uh, getting the uh, uh, uniform, I think that perhaps might have fit her better. But uh, of course, we were friends. We had just uh, been, had met in seventh grade. And uh, I was a, a proud, egotistical ninth grade boy. And at that time, I was five foot two weighed about 92 pounds and had some growing to do. And so if that plume made me appear a little taller than I was all for it, I can guarantee you that. Uh, the plumes were dyed various colors to allow soldiers to distinguish quickly between the ranks of different officers. So it wasn't about whose team you were on, whose army you were in, but it was a sign of rank. and. Uh, and, and so that was something that was interesting One example of a Roman officer was a centurion Traditionally uh, a commander of 100 uh, troops or so Cornelius in scripture was a centurion And he was the first non-Jew who was converted to Christianity He was the first Gentile And that story of course is seen in Acts chapter 10 uh, in Psalm 140 verse 7 Scripture says Sovereign Lord my strong deliverer You shield my head In the day of battle Psalm 140 verse 7 And so scripture affirms How important it is For us to protect our head And our brain uh, And that's something that is Absolutely essential um, and, and so I, uh, I,
1: I think that Scripture acknowledges that Old Testament and new as we just read from the Psalms. And now,
2: as a helmet of joy. Uh, Again,
0: uh, Paul associates the helmet of salvation Uh, uh, with salvation and joy. He could have described the helmet as just about anything. The helmet of protection, uh, the helmet of perseverance, or uh, the helmet of the knowledge and understanding of scripture. He could have done all of those things and they would have been quite appropriate. But instead he said it's the helmet of salvation. And so that means that it's a helmet of joy because we have no greater joy than to know that we have been saved through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So many
1: scriptures speak of that joy. Jesus, as he met with his apostles in that upper...
2: his last time together with them before his
0: arrest and before his conviction and death. Well, during that time, he spoke to them several times in those chapters in John about joy. He wanted them to have his joy. He wanted their joy to be complete. Other passages of scripture that we could mention, of course, Philippians 4 verse 4, writing from jail. Under uh, arrest, waiting uh, for the ruling uh, to his hearing from uh, Caesar, as best we can tell. Paul in a Roman prison, writing uh, those prison epistles, as we call them. One of them, the Book of Philippians, and this great passage on joy starts in Philippians four, verse four: Rejoice in the in
2: the Lord always. I will say it again: Rejoice. He wants us. Of knowing Christ. Uh, And and so it's not a joy
0: that's based on external circumstances. It's not a joy that's based on how well our life is going at the time, but rather it's a fundamental, much deeper joy that goes to the very foundation of our soul, the joy that can be found in Jesus Christ, in his salvation, uh, in the righteousness of God that comes through faith, as Paul puts it, uh, in uh, Romans, and in Philippians 3, and in other places. Um, and so, this is the the joy that we have in Jesus Christ. That great passage in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18, begins the very same way. Rejoice always, uh, pray continually, pray constantly, pray without ceasing, the traditional translation of, of 1 Thessalonians five seventeen. And then the next verse, verse 18, give thanks in all
1: circumstances because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus.
2: Uh, clearly answers that question. It's the question that's asked
0: several times in the book of Acts, what must I do to be saved? Uh, What is the response of faith? Paul says we have the
1: righteousness of God uh, through faith. He tells us in uh, Ephesians chapter 2 that,
2: Um, that great, great passage that talks
0: about how how much God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not die in spite of their sins, would not die but have everlasting life. So the first step is is to believe. Hebrews 11 says that as we've said, the, the one who comes to God who will be pleasing to God must first of all believe that he exists. And then secondly, that he
2: is a rewarder of all those who have come to trust in him. In
1: In Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost... Uh, less than two months after Jesus had been
0: crucified in the very same city, Jerusalem, where he had been killed and buried and had been raised from the dead, uh, they ask after hearing that first gospel sermon in Acts chapter 2, what what shall we do? What do we do? They were convicted in their hearts, Acts two thirty six 36 uh, and 37 says uh, Paul, Peter affirms, that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified, he says. And that's when they ask, what, what do we do? And the answer comes back, to repent, to repent.
1: And we'll talk about the rest of that scripture in just a moment. As you know, there's more to it. What does that word mean? Well, that just means that we we change our life. Uh, repent means to
2: to exactly what god calls us to do when we recognize that we are sinners and
0: we've come to faith in jesus christ we repent of our sins. Interestingly enough, in, in Acts chapter 2, when, when it says the people ask, what do we do? They they were convicted already. They were convinced. They believed. And so the answer in Acts 2.38 is not, well, you don't have to do anything else. Just so you're, you believe, just so you're convinced, we're good. Um, but that wasn't the response. The response was to repent. And We'll talk about the other one in just a moment. Uh, Scripture says Jesus in Luke 13 says, unless you repent to the Jews around him, you shall uh, also perish, just like some that they were telling stories about
2: who had been killed. Uh, God commands everyone,
1: God is patient with us. He is long-suffering. He doesn't want anyone to perish, but he wants all
0: to come to repentance. The reason why Jesus hasn't come, even though you look around and you may think, boy, this would be a great time, uh, is because God sees those sinners around and he wants to give them one more day to repent. And every day is a new opportunity to do just that. We believe in Jesus, we repent of our sins, and then we confess that. No one outside of us knows that that's what um, what we
1: have done unless we tell them, unless we tell them. And so we confess.
2: Uh, who is returning home from Jerusalem, having gone there to worship, baptized. And um, uh, Philip says, well, if you believe, you may.
0: And uh, textual variant here that you can look up on your own, but m- many manuscripts say that the man said, I believe that Jesus
2: is the Son of God. They both go down into the water. and. from all unrighteousness. Uh, We believe in Jesus, we repent,
0: we turn away uh, from our sins, and uh, we confess this faith and this desire. We won't ever be completely 100% sinless, but we can get on a different path, and that's the idea of repentance. And we confess that so that others will know, and then there's one more thing, and that is that we are baptized into Jesus Christ. We mentioned that passage in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. That's the rest of Peter's answer. They had come to believe in Jesus. They asked, what do we do? And the answer came back, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Other great examples of this in scripture, so very many. In Acts chapter 9, when the uh, Saul of Tarsus, who would later be known as
2: the Apostle Paul, at this point in Acts 9, he is... destroyed the church for a while, for the first several years. Himself on the road to Damascus of Syria, where he was
0: going to uh, arrest more of these uh, followers of, of Jesus. And yet now he sees that Jesus is very much alive. He's seen him face to face. He asks him, what do I do? And Jesus says, Go into the city, and it'll be told you what you should do. Well, at that point, Saul is blinded, and he has to be led into town. And he's there in town for three days and for three nights. And no one can say that he doesn't believe in Jesus. He's seen him firsthand, and I'm sure he had scared him to death, thought he would be struck dead right then and there. And yet, Jesus does not. And he tells him to go into town, and he prays and is fasting for
2: three days and three nights. And so, And wash your sins away,
0: calling upon the name of the Lord. Uh, clearly indicating that Saul of Tarsus still needed to call upon the name of the Lord. He still needed to have his sins washed away. And that came when he was baptized into Christ, based on his faith, based on his repentance, and his confession. Uh, we see a similar story in Acts 16 with the man in the Philippian jailer who was guarding. Uh, Paul and Silas, who had been arrested for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, had been beaten and flogged, even though they were Roman uh, citizens. And so during the night, they're in their jail cells singing praises to God. About midnight, as you know the story in Acts 16, a great earthquake frees them and others there in the jail. Uh, They refuse to escape uh, and keep the jailer from killing himself and and he throws himself at their feet, and he says, what, what must I do to be saved? Again, that question. And the, the first response is, you gotta believe. You gotta believe in Jesus. And, and then it says that they go on and teach him the message of salvation. And that very same hour of the night, Acts 16 says, um, they baptize him and his whole family into Jesus Christ. And it said that family uh, rejoiced because they had come to believe in Jesus. So clearly, believing and calling upon the name of the Lord was not just by uh, the cognitive assertion that Jesus is risen, that He is Lord. Although that's the 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 first part, the first step. But as they had come to complete faith in Christ and had put on that helmet of salvation, they rejoiced
2: after they had been baptized into Christ. That very same hour. make disciples of all people,
0: baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then continuing to teach these new disciples along the way. Uh, Lots of other scriptures, such as Romans 6, uh, that says we die to sin. We are buried with Christ through baptism into death, and we're raised to live a new life. Uh, If you have questions about the response of faith, about how to put on the Helmet of Salvation. I hope you'll reach out to someone. Uh, feel free to uh, text me or Facebook message me. Email me and and ask away. And I'll be glad to help you along that journey. Hopefully there are Christians or maybe even a Christian minister nearby where you are that can answer some of those questions. Or many of your friends, many of those watching right now, uh, are very much aware of this message and perhaps could help you as well. And so that's how we put on the helmet of salvation. But the next
2: question is, well, how do you live with the helmet of
1: God uh, so that we can face the enemy every day. It is a life
0: uh, of joy. It is a life, first of all, of joyful serving. And we'll talk more about this on Thursday. But Jesus himself said he did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom uh, for many. And in that passage, he's not just talking about his mission. He's talking about ours. He's saying that we should realize that the great among us is not the one who is served by others, but the one who is the servant. And he calls on us to do that exact thing. It is a life of joy. It is a life of joyful serving. Uh, It is a life of joyful sharing. Uh, Sharing what we have. The joy of living in Christ. The joy of putting on the helmet of salvation. Uh, That's the kind of life that we are uh, to live. And it is a life of joy. The helmet of salvation is the helmet of joy. And we're
2: willing to share that joy, not just share the good. Message. To believe in the Lord Jesus, to
0: Uh, repent of your sins, to change your direction in life towards the cross, and to think on things above. As Colossians 3 says, commit to doing that. Confess that faith and that repentance that you have just had and be baptized into Jesus Christ in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of your sins. And so this is a life of joy. It's a life of worship. It's a life of service. It's a life of giving, of sacrifice, but it is a life of joy. Why? Because the helmet of salvation is a helmet of joy. I'm going to look forward to Thursday when we talk more about that.
2: When we talk more about that life of, of faith, that life of
1: of salvation as a call to service, to call to serve others rather than to serve yourself
0: and to realize that greatness comes only in giving of oneself in the same way that our Savior Jesus gave of himself. Scripture tells us in Hebrews chapter 12 that for the joy set before him Jesus endured the cross scorning its shame and now has sat down at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Uh, He calls on us to take on that same call, uh, to be willing to give and to sacrifice, but to do that with a spirit of joy. How can that happen? Because we have taken on the helmet of salvation. I look forward to sharing more with you about this helmet of joy, the helmet of salvation on Thursday. God bless.